0: Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. A very warm good morning, everyone. Uh, it's very
1: nice to welcome you to the next edition of the CIO Weekly Investment Outlook. My name is Eva Karolina Meiringer, Head of Marketing and Communications for the International Private Bank EMEA region. And with me today is Christian Alting, the Chief Investment Officer of Deutsche Bank's private bank. Christian, good morning to you and thanks for joining us.
2: Pleasure, Eva. Always uh, happy to join the podcast.
1: Great, great. Also, a very good morning to uh, to our dear listeners. It's great to have you with us, Christian. It's been, I think, four weeks uh, that we've spoke during our last podcast, uh, and we're now in the mid of February. Um, let's maybe start today with a with a more broader picture on the on the macro outlook. Um, why don't you give us your view?
2: Yeah, thanks. And I think that fits quite nicely because yesterday with our CIO, they were really sit intensively together, review the macro picture and and produce the forecast as well. So I think timing wise, very, very nicely. So I think the most important message there is um, indeed after all the turbulence we had at the beginning of this year, is really to see where we are in the cycle and maybe uh, all this COVID and Corona issues, let's call it this way, have, have distracted a little bit also market participants where we are in the cycle. But in fact, with Corona, you've got a recession and then you get a very nice bump in growth. But if you think through, we are very late in a cycle. And that means the central banks now need to hike. Uh, and I think they've voiced this very clearly, especially the Fed, but now also the ECB seems to turn. And that being late in the cycle also has consequences, it has consequences that value stocks probably perform a bit better than growth stocks, although we don't write them off, don't get me wrong. But that's, I think the important picture. And so with the long discussion, of course, also on the inflation picture, And here it's very important to understand that we think, yes, inflation is coming down or will be coming down, uh, but not to levels that we have seen before, not to the low levels we have seen before. And I think that's what we have said always. And now the central banks are also moving in that direction. One driver of inflation, which is very important, which was recently also being more pronounced, is clearly energy prices. So if you get oil prices moving higher, especially for Europe you look at gas prices but if you look at also electricity so this is a major driver also for inflation to be even higher. And that was also I think a trigger for the central banks now to act faster so I think important to understand we are we are we are in the cycle and that's obviously uh, quite late.
1: Great, thanks a lot uh, for this for this insight. So over the last weeks, of course, uh, it's uh, we are in the middle of uh, of Q1. It's earnings seasons, uh, which comes now more and more to an end. What's your take on on earnings, uh, and uh, and how shall we you know project this into into index targets going forward?
2: Yeah, so um, talking about the macro side before, of course, eventually the question is how is that reflected, say, bottom up from the company level. Uh, And if I look at the the earnings season so far, I think we we have like five, let's say key takeaways we we could summarize. So number one would probably be most companies keep passing on higher raw material, energy and transportation costs, uh, which is very important. uh, And they try to do that as good as possible. And, And that's supportive of our view that equities offer some kind of inflation protection for investors. But that also means with inflation being higher, and probably everyone listening to that post podcast would also have experienced now higher prices. I think also on the personal level, so it's nothing theoretical. I think now you also feel that inflation is moving higher. So the question is then, are companies able really to uh, pass that price uh, to the consumer? So do they have enough pricing power? And from that perspective, what you also could see is that pricing power has become a clear stock picking criterion. I would say. Second one, if you look from the company perspective, we could state order books remain strong. And that feeds our expectation for cyclical strengths as supply chain issues. We still have, but we think and hope they could get resolved eventually. Uh, And we see first signs of this getting a bit eased. So I think that's good news. Third point consumers, and I mentioned corona already, they are returning to pre-COVID travel, uh, hopefully soon globally, but we see that trend already. Uh, And the in-store shopping behavior uh, is also coming back to to normal levels, uh, we would say. I think that's certainly good news. Uh, Number four, a repeatedly asked question also, especially at the beginning of the year, where we see a lot of tech companies uh, having a negative return so far, but the digitalization trends remain as strong as we have been seeing before. That's something we shouldn't forget. But I would say that COVID trade that things are really moving very much higher. I think that could be over now as we go to more normal levels. So that's also very important point. And that led to the fact that if you look at the earnings season, missing earnings expectation has been punished harshly by investors. And I think that will be the case going forward. And uh, as expected, uh, 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 earnings beats in general have been less pronounced than in previous quarters. So I think that's in a nutshell what we see from the earnings season. And so you ask also about index levels. Uh, and so I think if you now combine the macro picture and combine this with the earnings. We still expect in this environment that earnings would be able to grow in a high single digit number. That means not as strong as last year, but still there's growth in earnings. Nevertheless, higher inflation uh, and actions upcoming action from central banks also uh, means that we need to cut modestly, but we still need to cut our target PE multiples. And with that also, we want to cut a little bit our index targets. Um, not two levels which are concerning or going for a negative return, but I think we have a different environment now where centering will start to hike and we need to reflect this also in our outlook. So that's why we've cut a little bit on the PE uh, multiples and also to give some numbers, I think that's then the most important and most, uh, let's say, practical number that means for the S&P 500, for example, over a 12-month period, we expect 4,800, for Eurostocks, 4,350, or for German DAX, 16,600, which is still, if you look from here, uh, something which gives you still a, a high single-digit return, which is good because we don't forecast a recession coming from here. But I think we have to reflect changes in the market as well. Sorry for that long answer, but I think it's a very important topic you raised there.
1: Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Christian. Indeed, uh, you know, valuable inputs from, uh, from your side. Now, let's take it a bit, a uh, step one more down. And let's say um, this week has been kind of roller coaster. And I think the, the, the topic of de-risking is also um, very pronounced, uh, especially in the context of the, of, the, of the tensions, the ongoing tensions between Russia and the Ukraine. Um, what's your take on this?
2: Yeah, it's, of course, a political thing, uh, something which is weighing on markets so far. We have seen uh, if news are coming up in a negative May, no surprise, markets react quite negatively on this, but so far have also recovered from that perspective. I think there's different scenarios possible. So one, of course, there's an invasion from, from Russia into Ukraine. It's not our base case scenario and it's certainly not priced by markets at this point in time or base case scenarios, there's no invasion, but the conflict will stay for quite some time. So that means you need to add a risk premium to different commodity prices and the oil price, for example, probably also on the gas price, which eventually has consequences for inflation uh, expectations. And certainly central banks will look into this as well. So it will stay for quite some time from our point of view. Uh, and it's certainly very important to watch. However, I think it's it's not the only risk. And of course, in the CIOD we talked about risks as well. Uh, Other risks um, from our side is if the central banks are hiking too fast and then pushing the economy at one point in time, really into recession. That's again not our base case uh, and we don't think that's happened quite early, but something to be watched, of course. And then, of course, there is um, also the, the yield development, so if you were to see yields moving quickly higher, maybe in line with central banks, if you, for example, to give also level here, if you would see 10-year treasuries above 2.5, that's certainly something which would also weigh on equity markets. Apart from this, oil price above 100 for different reasons could be uh, detrimental because it triggers higher inflation expectations And then, of course, a slowdown in China because of the zero COVID policy could also have some impact. So that's the risks, of course, we take. And I think a lot of investors would feel that they are quite pronounced this year. But so I think risk management is key. But nevertheless, and very important, let's not forget, we are not forecasting a recession here. It's still growth. Yes, admittedly on the company side, it's less, but it's not recession. And that's why I think it's justified also if you look at equity returns to still have positive returns. And here we go for high single digit numbers. So I think hopefully that summarizes a little bit the risk side as well, which is very important to watch.
1: Great, great. So apart from the, from the risk topic, um, if we take it into the new week, what are the, um, the topics investors need to look out for? Uh, and maybe what are the kind of big events on the horizon?
2: Yeah, I would say probably, and I think no surprise, there will be a lot of focus on the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Uh, I think there's, there's further discussions planned, but I think that will weigh on markets. And then, of course, uh, we will look into any kind of inflation data coming up globally. I think that's still the topic. So I wouldn't expect really anything really substantially new from a topical perspective, but I think it's more a political week ahead as the earnings season is really peeling out with the main focus probably on Ukraine and Russia. So I think that's what markets will look at and certainly watch what's going on there.
1: Christian, thanks a lot for those uh, valuable insights. We're living in uh, indeed interesting times. And as always, uh, thanks for taking the time. It's been a pleasure. And to all our listeners, thanks for taking the time to tune in. We hope to welcome you back in a week's time. Bye for now.
0: This podcast may be considered marketing material. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount you originally invested. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, (BaFin), and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSC and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The product, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.